Welcome to a special edition of At Home, the podcast with Walkie MC. Each week during Advent, our team at Wakarusa Missionary Church will share in a conversation with members from our very own faith community. Our goal is simple. We want to share encouraging Christ-centered stories of hope, love, joy, and peace. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And welcome to episode 14 of At Home, the podcast with Walkie MC. Good to have each and every one of you joining us as we continue on in our Advent series, the last of our conversations all about peace today. Uh, With me are my usual cast of characters, my comrades, uh, Angie Brenneman, our family ministry pastor, Chris Knight, our lead pastor, and we are so glad to welcome Toby and Sharon Yoder to our discussion today. So Toby and Sharon, thank you guys for being with us this this afternoon as we're recording. So uh, as always, we like to do a recap. Uh, Toby and Sharon shared with us uh, this past Sunday, um, as we have been doing each Sunday, uh, and they specifically were sharing their story as it pertains to the Advent theme of peace. So, Angie, I'm going to have you take it away as we recap uh, what they discussed with us, and then we will continue on in our conversation today. Right. This was our fourth Sunday of Advent, and as we uh, said, it was on peace. So we've done hope, love, joy, and so this was our final um, discussion on peace. And the whole idea that we kind of started with, and I think um, Tobin, Sharon, as we talked even in preparation for this, we said this has kind of been something that uh, has resonated in your life in a real, real way. And that's why we asked you guys to share. And we talked a lot about how this peace came without really understanding it, just like the Bible says, that this peace overwhelmed you guys. And it, it invaded your lives, your hearts, your minds, your kids, and your family in these last months. And so that brings us to um, this moment in time where we're going to talk a little bit about your story. And so uh, we we have a um, kind of, a, we're going to push it back, right, Chris? And so Chris, what's the, uh, where we're going to start here this morning? Sure. Uh, thank you, Toby and Sharon, for coming in. Uh, one question I have, first of all, just help us to get to know your family a little bit. How many children do you have? Tell us about your grandchildren. Uh, tell us where you've been, where you grew up. Tell us just a little bit about yourselves. We have three girls. Um, the oldest one is Katie, and she is married to Ben Sheets, and they have two children, so that gives us two wonderful grandchildren. Um, we have Austin, that's three, and McKenna, that is two months old. Um, then we have Jackie, that's married to Jack, and they just got married in July, so that was another exciting moment this year. And then we have Lexi, that's the youngest one, and she's still at home with us. So, Good. How long have you guys been married? Um, we've been married 28 years. Toby agrees. That's yes, good. Yes, he does. <laughs> I saw that momentary look on his face, the, the math. <laughs> Toby says, uh, thank you for not asking me that question. <laughs> yes. Yep, but you're nodding in, in agreement. Yeah, so tell us just a bit about your life. So you've been around here most of your life? I have lived in Napanee my whole life, and then when we got married, we moved to Wakarusa, and then about 10 years ago, we moved back to Napanee, so... Great. If you could sum up your life together, your married life, your family life, if you could sum it up in in a sentence or two, how would you sum up, define your life uh, prior to the event uh, and the diagnosis that you found out about? I mean, we we lived a pretty good life, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Christ has always been in our life, and and maybe, you know, we should maybe do a little bit more, you know, and now that the diagnosis came along, it's like, boy, we've been pounding it now, you know. It's like, you know, God is the 
totally the center of our life now. And if somebody would ask you in 2020, 2019, something like that, uh, Toby and Sharon, define peace in your life with God. What what would peace have looked like in your life? Would it just been like a, a normal follower of Jesus? You understand the peace uh, of Christ? Yeah, I, would, yeah, yeah. I would say so, yeah. 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 But then there there comes this moment in time, and if I'm not mistaken, it's right around April mm-hmm. of 2021. And I remember receiving a message uh, talking about uh, you hadn't been feeling well, talking about a doctor's appointment, and then getting a message about a diagnosis. And I can remember exactly where I was sitting in my house when I picked up the phone and I called uh, just to say, what in the world is happening? How are we uh, How are we doing? How are you handling this? First of all, tell us just a little bit about this diagnosis. What, what, what was the news that you received that day? Um, I received the news that I had pancreatic and liver cancer both. Um, so that was kind of a shock, but my dad had pancreatic cancer. So then it was kind of like, well, <laughs> we're going down the same road here. But I, I also had a piece too. I mean, it was just, it was, yeah, different, but kind yeah. of freaked me out though too, you know. Did you have a sense going into this appointment that this may be what you were dealing with? I did, yes. Yeah. So then you get the news. And tell us a little bit about the doctor and that experience that you had. Yeah. At our first appointment, he, um, you know, went over everything and, you know, they still didn't know for sure what it was. And, you know, he said, this is what you could be looking into. And then he asked us at the end if we were praying people. And we said, yes. And he goes, well, let's pray. And so that was pretty awesome to have a doctor that believes in prayer as well. Yeah. Uh, Toby, I'm going to ask you. So you're sitting in this appointment. You hear this news, cancer. How are you feeling? What, what's your, I mean, how are you feeling is a pretty bad question to ask, but what are your emotions at that time? Well, um, <clears throat> when the doctor was telling Sharon her diagnosis and it was pancreatic cancer, my thoughts also went back to my dad, which had pancreatic cancer and her dad and her uncle. So my thoughts started running really fast, like, oh no, what what are we up to? What are we up against? But then I looked over and I seen Sharon's face and it was just amazing. I mean, like I said on Sunday, she, she, I don't know what was going on inside, but on the outside, she showed so much peace. And I have learned so much what peace really is. And just walking this with her, it's amazing how God has just blessed us over and over. Yeah. So, Sharon, when it comes time for the doctor to talk about what your future looks like, um, they gave out some numbers. They gave some ideas of ranges of what this could mean with treatment, without treatment. And here we are in April, and yet your middle daughter, Jackie, is getting ready to get married here in the summer. And life is about to become, as (laughs) as if having a wedding and planning a wedding is not already chaotic enough. Now you throw this into the whole mix. I guess my question for you guys would be right now, what were you learning new about the peace of God in this time, this season? Well, it was more to just put it in his hands and let him be in control of it because I knew I couldn't be in control of anything. You know, God had it all in his, you know, and he chose me to have this for some reason, you know, and it's like, we'll work through this, we'll get through it. And when they, at the beginning, they said, you know, if you don't do treatments, you have three to six months to live. And I was like, well, we have a wedding. I have to be here. And so we started treatments right away. And yeah, it's just, you know, just depending on God a lot more. So Sharon, 
Sharon and I have known each other for a couple of years over VBS and the kids and Tobe's gotten to know Dan through um, Sunday school and just some friendships there. And, and so one of the things I thought about when we were going to talk to you guys today is I thought I'm going to go back to my text message. And I say this, Sharon, because I didn't, I didn't even plan. I didn't do this before we talked about this, this whole idea of peace, but I want to read to you what I wrote to you April 13th. Mm -hmm. You remember that day? Mm-hmm. And I wrote this to you and I said, hi, Sharon. I just saw your post regarding your cancer. I don't have anything to say to make things feel better, but I do know our God is so great and so good that he will walk with you. I pray, Lord, that you will touch Sharon today and give you your peace that passes understanding. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote that back in April mm-hmm. and I think this has been really your theme for Mm -hmm. you guys. Talk to me a little bit about like the journey with you guys as parents, because I know, I mean, I'm there, you and I, we're in the same boat. We have kids that are active. Mm -hmm. Where um, did this um, go with you guys? What, how did you handle this with your kids? How did you able, how were you able to qualify what was important and what you needed to do? Um, it was hard to come home and tell them, you know, what was going on. And, you know, when you have one that's already married, it's like, okay, we got to get together, you know. And so we got everybody together and, you know, we told them. And, you know, of course, you know, tears are shed and stuff. But it's like I said, now, wait a minute, you know, we – I have to have your support. And I don't want everybody just – and you're crying every day because that's not going to help me. And, you know, we had our moment and we went on. And, you know, we still have our moments, but they accepted it well, too. And it's just been amazing to see them go through it as well. And I try to stay positive for them, and they stay positive for me. Tobe, as a father and as kind of the the leader of the family, what is one of the things that you've seen as a dad and as a husband that's at that moment that was kind of resonated with you? Um, I kind of really uh, say what Sharon did. It was hard to come home and and gather all the family together and and tell them what Sharon is going, what Sharon has. Um, But then Sharon also, I remember her telling uh, Lexi, the youngest one, we still um, we still need your your funny. She's the funny one in the family, and so we we need to we want that still. Uh, Don't give up on that uh, because that'll make it just lighter and easier for us. And, uh, but just being there and, and around the family and their support to us, uh, was just amazing. And, and it, yeah, it hurts and seeing this and all, but you know, it's still the peace that we have that God's going to take care of everything. You, you know, and I, I just think about the power of just giving family members permission to be who they are, to be, to be gifted in the way that they're gifted and, and to say, you, you don't have to suppress who you are in the midst of, of challenge and of uncertainty and, and trial. In fact, this might actually be the occasion where you get to step in fully to who God has made you to be, to be part of this family, to support, to, um, to give, <laughs> to give a moment of levity or two in the midst of what is all the, you know, it, no one comes home obviously and is feeling, um, uh, super jovial after a bad after a bad diagnosis, or, and and I think particularly as it was so clearly communicated to you, like okay, option one is you have three to six months, like 
that's the one reality. The other is that you're going to fight this and you're going to enter into treatment. And then we find out kind of what the prognosis looks like after that. Um, when things are so stark in, in that way, um, I think it just, from what I've heard from you guys, just adds a clarity to, to the like, um, okay, we're going to take a next step forward and we're going to invite everybody to be who they are with us as we, as we do these next steps. And I, for, I mean, for anybody listening, you know, that's what I hope people hear is that, um, sometimes in the midst of, of when there is either a tragic event or a, or a bad diagnosis or whatever, there can be this sense of like, do I still get to be who I am in the midst of this? Do I have to, you know, especially in a family dynamic, do I have to change my role here in the family to, to, to help mom or dad or to, you know, and I, I just, I would just commend you guys for just giving people permission, the, you know, to say, Hey, we still need you. We need you to be who, uh, who you are, like who God has made you to be. Uh, because in his, in his infinite wisdom, he placed those kids in your family with all their, all their traits and who they are, uh, for, uh, for a time like this. That's, that's really special, I think. Yeah, and I I know that uh, this has brought you guys close together, and that's one thing I think crisis does, and in, in a way that draws you together stronger as a family. And I also know like that you shared Sunday. So tell me a little bit about where you got your kids, you got their support. You go home and tell them. Tell me a little bit about more of your support system and what happened in these next weeks and months um, that transpired after the diagnosis. Um. Yeah, it was just kind of cool. You know, the Sunday school class, you know, had prayed over us and it was um, a peace came over me then. Like I like I said on Sunday, like I've never felt before. It was almost like a healing. And there was so many times I'd be sitting at home going, why am I sitting here? There's nothing wrong with me. Get up and go do something. And then it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I do have cancer. You know, I might be tired, so I can't go do that. And, you know, it's just constant. Like it was never like on my mind that you have cancer. You can't do that. You can't do this. Can't do that. You know, we just try to stay positive. But um, also, Chris, you know, had preached on miracles happening. And, you know, everything that led up to that has braced us for the journey that we are going through now. And, yeah, and so it's just the family support, the prayer support. You know, it's just been amazing. So you meet your cancer doctor. So tell us a little bit about that appointment and just how God was even in that appointment. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he prayed over us and like every time like we go in and we get to see him because I get to see him like every three, four weeks, something like that. Um, you know, when we get done, I'll be like, you know, thank you for helping me or whatever you're doing. And he always, he always says, God is good. You know, and that's how he ends it. You know, he doesn't take no credit for it. He gives it all to God, too. And so, you know, that's been a blessing and support to us, too. You know, when we were looking at definitions of peace, um, one definition that came out was a quiet and calm state of mind. And uh, there was a verse that came to mind uh, that was out of John 14. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. You know, when you're facing with this diagnosis, uh, I literally uh, moments ago came from a funeral. And 
we were talking with some of the family members, and we were talking about how do you deal with these things without the Lord? So I think there's this definition of peace in our world, and yet then there's this practical peace as a follower of Jesus that says, okay, uh, peace is one thing. Peace, when we understand who we are in Christ, is a completely different thing. And I like how it says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And that's something you folks have clung to. Uh, there was an experience that happened when you were at your second chemo treatment. And uh, what, everything that I understand when folks who are going through this, this treatment is you have time on your hands. You're sitting there for some period of time. And so as you're processing all that's going on, uh, something came to your mind. There was an observation that was made. And, and in essence, if I could say it this way, there was a hope point that came your way. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, as I was sitting there um, on my shoes, it said Puma. And I was just like, why is this word sticking out to me? And, you know, I just kept in the back of my head just popping up Puma, Puma. And so that night I'm laying there. And normally after my treatment, I don't sleep very well. So I'm wide awake. And so like in the middle of the night, this these words just kept coming. And it was pray until miracles appear. And I'm like, that is my slogan. I'm attacking cancer like a puma. Like a puma. Yeah. Pray until miracles appear. So if there's any puma representatives <laughs> here that would like a new marketing campaign. There we go. Toby and Sharon, Walker's Missionary Church. Check them out. I know. I'm never going to go to the store and see that name is the same when I look at the shoes mm-hmm. or a sweatshirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we need reminders like this. I think triggers along the way that help us uh, to, to maybe just flip that switch and say, hang on a second. Um, God is still in control, and he is in control, and I'm going to just put my trust right there, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to do my part, what he calls us to, and that's to pray. I'm so excited to um, hear a little bit about your journey in these last months. As you've got, um, the Jackie got married, you said July, is that correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she got married, so you were able to go to the wedding, you felt good? <laughs> yes, I did. We, um, I did something crazy, like three days before the wedding. I was feeling so good, and I thought... He he was going to help me down the steps, and I'm like, I can do it. I'm fine. And we get out in the driveway at Ben and Katie's house, and I'm like, you know, I feel so good. I think I can run. And my second step, I face planted into the <laughs> gravel, and I'm like, three days before the wedding, this is going to look lovely. You know, and during that whole thing, I laughed during the whole thing. You know, it was just funny to me, but nobody else, they were freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your family's like, yeah. oh, mom, oh, no, you mom, okay? Mom, you're okay, yeah. <laughs> and so at the wedding, yeah, I looked quite lovely. You know, I couldn't smile quite right because my lip wasn't, you know, the best. But, hey, we made it through it. It was a good day. And, you know, at the end of the day, I thought, I'm going to be so exhausted. But I wasn't. You know, we, I got through it. Monday came. I was able to relax. and But it was good. Yeah, it was. It's good to be able to be at her wedding. Yes, and be part of it Mm -hmm. and celebrate together. And I think those, I think we forget this, guys. And I think we've talked about this that we have to celebrate and a little bit more. I think a lot of times we have to have, you know, little moments of wins, like big days. Well, we celebrate our birthdays and our Mm -hmm. weddings, but I think that's a, that's like even being able to say, I feel so good, I want to run. That's Mm -hmm. a celebration moment. And I think probably celebrating becomes a little different. In this time, am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you look at things so much differently. I mean, it's like even Christmas, it's like, you know, I want to be here for Christmas. You know, will it be my last one? I hope not. I hope I'm here for a while. But you look at things so much differently, and things don't matter as much as other things used to. You know, you just put it in God's hands, and we're going to go from there. So so tell me something that matters less now than it used to. 
like I used to get so upset over little things like, you know, maybe, I don't know, somebody didn't put a dish away or something, right? You know, and then it's like, now it's like, what does it matter? Leave the dish out. I don't care. It can sit on the counter. You know, it's just little things like that that normally would trigger me does not trigger me anymore. Gotcha. We, uh, Chris and I, we, we talk about persnicketiness around here. Uh, that's our, that's <laughs> the, that's the word that we use. And, you know, my hope is always that I'm becoming, I'm not becoming more persnickety, but less persnickety as, as life goes on. And I think, you know, what you've said, I think what's just really interesting is it does also make you take um, an inventory of how many things do you give emotional and mental energy to that are unnecessary to give emotional and mental energy to. Because once you have a, a a moment of a greater awareness of your own humanity, essentially that um, uh, you came from dust and to dust you mm-hmm. shall return, and mm-hmm. and I'm uh, that's a that's a sneak peek into the Lenten season. By the way, I'm just I'm on Christian calendar. Uh, you know, coming this this new year, we'll be talking a lot about about that. Like we are here today and gone tomorrow. A a vapor, like it's so so quick. Even even in the best of circumstances, it's like. Time goes quickly. Um, and in the midst of that, when you when you come to terms with how fragile life really is, the clarity that you gain about like your life becomes a stewardship of, okay, I have only so much energy, so much time, so much emotion and and things to put into things. I want to make the things where I do put my energy. I want to make them things of eternal significance and consequence. Um, and we can say that I, uh, I hear, I know like I would love to say like, yeah, I think that way all the time. No, my, our, our default, our default is like, ah, whatever. I'm going to live for a long time. And like, you know, I, I have a few, I have some off days. I have some on days, but you know, whatever. Well, I'll, you know, we'll just give it our, uh, in general, I'm just kind of trying, you know, um, here, there and everywhere. Uh, for you, um, and for both of you, how does, just as you approach each day, like is your perspective on a day by day perspective different than it was? Well, yeah. Like when I get up in the morning, I'm like, well, thank you for another day where before, you know, I just took it for granted. Yeah. I'm going to be here, you know, tomorrow I'll be here 10 years from now, you know, and you just look at things differently. So yeah, when I do get up in the morning, I'm like, thank you Lord for another day. And yeah. And Tobe, how are you um, handling perspective in these last months? Um, you know, when uh, as time went on through this journey, um, I um, I looked at life totally different myself, um, and being able to do life with Sharon and and just being with her and her encouragement to me, and I'm encouraging her and her, our time and and my growth. I believe in God has just went a lot. Uh, let's say just another step up catapulted or more. Yeah. yeah. Just um, it's just because mm-hmm. I look at life totally different too. Um, you know, things just don't bother me as much as they used to, yeah. you know? And, and uh, if it's, if it's still sitting there in the, at night, it'll be there in the morning. We can put it away. You know, it'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> in those, those years ago, guys that you stood in front of, of, you know, of people that you cared about and a pastor and that you made commitments to each other in your marriage. What do those, I mean, what do those commitments mean to you, to you now? Cause again, I think it's just a, it's a, 
there's a recom. I would have to imagine kind of a a recommitment. That's what I'm hearing from you guys. There's kind of a recommitment to each other. I mean, do you remember what you promised each other all those all those years ago? Like, are, and and how have those things maybe evolved or or intensified in these in these last months? Well, the thing that sticks out to me, you know, you hear, you know, through sickness and through health. Well, you know, when you get married, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, sickness and health. But, you know, now it's like, yeah, I mean, you got to be there, you know, and it's and he's done a good job. I mean, he's been right there and, you know, goes to appointments with me. And and so, yeah, as far as being through me, you know, with sickness and health, we've we've done a pretty good job, I think. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I think um, it's a testimony that sometimes everybody wants to push the easy button, you know, and we kind of drift through life and we don't want to have a lot of bumps in the road. But I think this is a testimony to how God shows up when you get that bump in a road for you guys. And I, both of you guys, I've heard it resonate with both of you saying that, man, my relationship with God has just blossomed in a new way and you see God in a new way. And so I really think when we say God gives us grace and he doesn't give us ahead of time, he gives us right when we need it. And I think a lot of times we sit there and we kind of wonder, well, am I going to be able to handle this? We really don't know until you're in it. You're right. Mm -hmm. And, and so I just, I just commend you both for just your, your coming near to Jesus. And I think we all have that natural fight, flight, or freeze in us in that moment of um, crisis. And I think you guys are going, no, we're going to walk towards Jesus. We're, we're not going to just freeze and, and run away. Yeah. So I want to, I want to get your guys as the kids say these days, I want to get your hot take on a, on a, on a popular phrase uh, that is used in times of struggle. And this phrase is God will not give us more than we can handle. So, does that sound right to you or would you, would you maybe have a different perspective? Like maybe it sounded, maybe it sounded one way to you at one point in life and now a, a different way. I, I'd like to hear your perspective on that. Well, he has definitely challenged me, I mean, yeah. you know, and I, and I've said from the get go, I said, you know, watch what she asked for. Cause God has a sense of humor, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true. He knows what you can handle. And, you know, at first, when I first got diagnosed, I could take it as, why me? Mm -hmm. Why me? But I looked at it as, who can I help? Yeah. You know, and so as far as handling it, I think he's gave me what I can handle. But, I mean, it looks different now than it did before. Because before it was like, oh, yeah, he, you know, he'll just give you what he can handle. But now it's like he's challenged me, too. Yeah. Because this, because, okay, this challenge, though, it's beyond just you. Oh, like, yeah. it's beyond... Because that's, I think, because that's what I'm hearing you say. Like the thing is, it's like, okay, if God doesn't, if God just lets us go through life mm -hmm. without something more than we can handle on our own, then how in the world do we do we grow? I mean, that's mm -hmm. the that's the miracle of our relationship mm -hmm. with God is that things things do come our way that are way beyond our capacity, oh, yeah. and yet we still walk on. Why? Mm -hmm. Because God walks mm -hmm. with us, mm -hmm. and. And that's, I'm just, I'm, I'm encouraged by people who live lives that, where God has given them more than they can handle. Like that's, that's a pretty significant growth opportunity. And, you know, I always, we always like to quote C.S. Lewis on the show periodically. And, you know, and Lewis always said that, that pain and struggle are God's, you know, bullhorn to the world. And uh, I think you've, 
you've heard that voice loudly, you know, loudly uh, along the way. Well, and life would be pretty boring if it was just, you know, <laughs> yeah. straight across. So, yeah. you know, I always look at it as, you know, you climb the mountain mm-hmm. and then eventually you get to slide down. But then there'll be another one that you'll climb another mountain to. So. Yeah. But God is there to help you, though, too. Joel, that was a great segue into a series that I'm going to start in uh, January called Misquoted. Good plug. Good plug. <laughs> because yeah. it is one of those verses that I think people often say, you know, God says he's not going to give me more than I can handle. I don't understand. I can't handle this. And that verse has a lot to do with temptation yeah. and not with a, a day of life struggle. But here is what he has promised us. He has promised us to walk through this life yeah. with us. Yeah. And I think that's the big challenge. For those of of you who are listening and you're asking the question uh, and you're, you're maybe answering just as, as Joel asked for the hot take, maybe you're asking yourself, um, God, I don't understand. God, I don't get this. You said you're not going to give me more than I can handle. And the reality is when we look at this life here on earth as the end all, then we're missing the bigger picture. Uh, this light is but momentary, temporary, uh, and our afflictions will be light and momentary, as it says in Scripture. But there is an eternity that does hang in the balance for each and every one of us, and that's why we need a Savior. And that Savior walks through this life with us and leads us towards eternity. But all we have to do is find peace by putting our trust in Him for that salvation. And and I think people are looking for a place to put their trust today. And they're saying, I can't find it in the news. I can't find it in, in, in social media. I can't find it in this place in the world. And the reality is there's only one place to find true, genuine peace. Uh, I know I'm preaching, so just go with me on this. Come on now. But Come on. Here, here's the beauty of it, and this is what we talked about on Sunday, is when the angels appeared to the shepherds in the field and they said, we've got good news of great joy for all people. And uh, the angels appeared and they're saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to whom on those to whom his favor rests. And I think that's really important. All the more reason we need to find our peace in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And folks, that is what you have done. That's where you've put your trust. Uh, we all have eternity before us, and that's something you clung to. And, and I liked, as I was reading through your story, there was a verse in Joshua that meant something to you, and you've clung to. Tell us about that verse. Um, I was reading my devotions one morning, and, and this one came out. It said, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And it just hit me that day. I'm like, you know, that's true. You know, and it reminds me of the VBS song, you know, I'm always singing it, you know, going through. And and the funny thing is, like, the next day in the mail, I got a bracelet with that verse on. Oh, great. Oh, wow. <laughs> from somebody that was like one of Tope's friends from back in his day. And so it's like they didn't even know me that well, so I didn't even share with them, you know, what I was thinking. So it was just amazing, you know, another thing, God's in control. Yeah, he works in those moments. Mm -hmm. So as he shared that and as we um, have kind of transpired in these last weeks and months with your treatment and um, with some of your CT scans, can you kind of tell us a little bit where you're at and um, where this, you know, what all's happened in the last few weeks? Yeah. Um, my last scan showed there was more shrinkage, which that's a praise. And, um, you know, I felt good. I haven't been sick, which is a blessing because I don't like to be sick. But um, so, yeah, we continue. This is I'm on my second set of 12 treatments. I'm almost halfway through. So I'll have another scan in the beginning of January and we'll see what that brings. Um, they did get rid of the hard chemo that I was on. So I don't have to do that right now. So that's a blessing. And so, yeah, it's just 
I mean, things are looking positive, you know, and I, ke- I keep thinking positive because that's what we're going for. We're striving. We're going to be a fighter. And, and Tobe, in these last weeks, when you hear these good um, CT scans and good um, prognosis, a little bit of change, what are some of the thoughts and what's, what's your heart feel in these um, days around, uh, surrounding Christmas and your family? Joy. <laughs> it's just joy. Uh, you know, when the doctor comes in and says, your numbers are all good. Uh, things are things are still happening. Cancer is shrinking. Um, I just sit there and I'm like, praise the Lord. It's uh, and it's just it brings me joy because, um, I mean, you know, for Sharon, it's it, it's a joy for her too. And it um, and as far as the peace, I think it took me longer than it did her uh, to accept the fact that my wife. You know, I kept saying, people kept saying, oh, I hear your wife is sick. She's in the background going, no, I'm not sick. You tell them I feel fine. <laughs> I might have cancer, but I'm not sick. <laughs> so it took me a while to grasp that. And then once I grasped it, it was like, okay, uh, she's at peace. I'm at peace, and we're going to do this thing together. We're going to fight it. So, I think that's awesome that you guys, in a way, though, that's your own journey. Each of you are on your own journey and you're going forward. What is something that you can tell the listener that might be facing something really hard? What would you tell them to kind of focus on how you focus and kind of center on who God is something you do? Maybe it maybe it may be just a simple ritual in the morning. It may be something that you, you know, quote a verse or whatever. But what is something you kind of, you know, encourage yourself with? Well, the biggest thing is just taking time out for devotions. And, you know, before it was like, I don't have time, you know, I got to go do this first. And it's like, no, that's the beginning of my day. You know, that's how I start. And, you know, there's verses that pop out that maybe I've read before, but now, you know, they're different. It's got a different meaning now. But, you know, the focus is on God. You know, if you can get up in the morning, read your devotions and pray, that's the other thing too, you know, like sitting there, like some days I didn't know what else to do, you know, or I'm awake during the night and I pray for everybody that I can think of. And it's like pretty soon it's like I fall asleep or I'm still awake going, okay, God, who am I supposed to pray for next? You know, what's my next thing? When I was reading through your story, I liked how it said this. We hope our journey can help lead others to peace through Jesus Christ and to help others who might be going through a similar journey. And I like how you turned your attention to um, not so much inward focus, but outward focus. God, use this, use this valley of our life. Uh, use it to bring glory to you somehow. When Angie was putting together the the different interviews for the Advent series, I saw the list of names, and here we are, the last uh, interview for this series. However, as I looked at you guys, I thought you fit anywhere in the series. You fit in hope, you fit in love, you fit in joy, and you fit in peace. Angie just asked you a question uh, about what would you tell others who might be listening to this I guess my question might be a little more personal, and forgive me if it's too personal. Um, This internet uh, that we have these days is something that when something's recorded, it gets to live on beyond us. Uh, This uh, likely will be available for years and years and years to come. You know, when I look at my generation, and I'm trying to invest in my kids' generation and other generations, what would you tell your children? What would you tell your grandkids someday who may listen to this? about who Jesus is and the peace that you can find in him? Well, I don't know how people do it without him. 
So it's like, you know, to try to live without him, I think you're going to falter. So, you know, I, I would encourage them to seek first, you know, through Christ and, um, and let him lead your life. Toby, what about you? Um, I would just have to say what Sharon did, you know, is, um, our children, our grandchildren, I want them to keep the faith, um, and keep learning about Jesus, and that goes for all of us. Uh, is just to um, just to build that relationship and and to hang on to it because at the end, that's what it's all about. I, I so often think about families who have had a, a major challenge come their way, and it's, it's interesting when you look back, even you know a few generations or whatever, you can see that when grandpa and grandma or great grandpa and grandma made a decision, like made it an intentional decision about what, what faith was going to mean in a very, very practical way in their life in a very everyday life. It's not perfect, but you can see where, where the course of, of spiritual life of the family uh, can, can shift for the better. And I, I like, I know that's been uh, true in, in my own family's life, as I've looked back, it was like, hey, family was, you know, uh, it had some people that were followers, some not, and it was a whatever. But then there was like, it was like somebody made the decision, like, no, like, you know, as for me and my house, you know, we will we will serve the Lord. And I I think that's, I, I think it's just so evident. And that's what I want to encourage you guys. And I think it's so evident in what you're, in what you're saying here and, and your love for your family, your connection. Um that this experience will be sort of a banner that you, you know, hang, hang over your, hang over your life and, and display. And, and, and that's, that's important. I mean, so, you know, maybe a grandchild or great grandchild will, will one day say like, Hey, uh, you know, we have this heritage that was, that was, you know, proclaimed, um, in the midst of, of sickness and uncertainty and all of that. And it's really, really, really special. And you know, what was really special. And I think Chris would say this, in second service yesterday, we had a group of men that came up and prayed for you, put mm-hmm. hands on you and prayed. And I, I think that as a body here at Walk EMC, there are lots of people that care about you too. And I just want you guys and your family to know that. And so I just, I thank the, those that are praying. I think you, you guys both said it yesterday. I agree that you said, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for the support. Thank you for praying. I'd like you to read that last paragraph you wrote um, as we go through this Christmas season you wrote in your testimony. I'd like, I'd like you to um, read that as we kind of close out here. All right. Um, as we go through this Christmas season, remember, our peace doesn't come from the earthly gifts we give or receive, but through the gift of Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And that's found in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And through God's mercy and grace, peace is bestowed upon those who pray to him. And thank you for being prayer warriors for us. Yeah. Uh, Walkie MC, we love you. We're, we're grateful for you as a community. Love the, love the gospel witness uh, that you uh, display. Um, that's what it's about. At the end of the at the end of the day, we want to be people that proclaim good news, proclaim Jesus in all seasons, and uh, you uh, you guys are living testimonies of that. And so we're just so grateful uh, for you guys being here. So thank you, thank you so much for spending the time with us. 
I get excited when the American church can look more like a family, and I think that's something that the American church has drifted away from. It's become uh, very commercialized. It's become very programmatic. It's become uh, a lot of things that Jesus never intended it to be. I just want to say, I want to echo what these folks said. We just love you guys. We're glad we get a walk in life with you, and we're grateful for your friendship and uh, the ability to uh, walk in the valleys, but also walk in the mountaintops as you do with others. And, and that's just the beauty of being a family uh, of believers. Believers. And so just want to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for your openness. I think a lot of times people will just kind of crawl into their shell a little bit and say, I want to withdraw. And you guys have been very open. And uh, so we're just grateful for that. I want to pray for you guys, if I can. Father, thank you for this opportunity we've had to take time to interview Toby and Sharon. And Lord, you very much are aware of the details around Sharon's cancer. God, you are the great physician. You tell us in Scripture that call the elders together, lay on hands to pray, and we pray. Lord, we pray for a healing. We pray for a healing for Sharon, and I know Sharon's heart is such that would say, God, we want you to heal for a testimony of your grace in her life. And God, I pray that that would be the case. That's what we hold to today. Lord, we just commit this family to the peace that you've already given them, and we just ask that you would continue to provide that for them on a daily basis. Lord, I love how they're using this uh, journey that you have them on as testimonies to other people. So, God, we pray you'd bring the right people into their path, that they have the opportunity to share what hope looks like, what love looks like, what joy looks like, and, God, what peace looks like. Lord, we thank you that you are one who walks with us in these days. We are grateful that you are on this journey with us. And Lord, we look forward to your returning. But in the meantime, help us be busy about your work, no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in. So we pray a blessing on the Yoder family. God, we pray a blessing on the listener today. God, draw us together as family of believers and use us, Lord, to make a difference for your kingdom's sake. Amen. 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 Well, uh, friends, thanks for listening to another episode. So glad that you were able to join us uh, through this Advent season. Uh, we are going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to we're going to enjoy the holidays, enjoy Christmas and the New Year with our families, and we're gonna we're gonna celebrate all the good things about the birth of Jesus. And we're looking forward to twenty twenty two new. New and exciting things ahead, uh, both for this uh, podcast ministry and just for the life of Waukee MC. So um, if you are new to uh, our podcast or new to our community, you can always head over to walkiemc.org. That's W-A-K-Y-M-C.org. Uh, get to know us better. We have an at-home tab that we um, have uh, show notes and details about each one of our podcasts. And uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you can... You've probably found it on iTunes uh, or on uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever your podcasts are provided. Uh, so uh, we look forward to being with you. Yes, the week of January 10th is when we will uh, kick back off uh, with uh, new episodes. Yes. And Angie's already, no. the wheels are turning already. Joel, I think we're going to be talking about a lot of cool things that apply to what we're doing here at this church. And it's really our heartbeat. And that's discipleship. Yep and um, spiritual formation, how it all looks for us. And I'm just really looking forward to diving in and um, talking about something that really makes a difference when 
disciples make disciples. Absolutely. I can't wait for that conversation. And so wait for that week of January 10th. And it's not because Angie and I aren't here, but Joel will be gone. So that is the reason why. Squarely thrown under the bus. Uh, Can't wait to mend our relationships in 2022. Uh, Appreciate you guys. This has been a a fun series. Thanks for everybody who's uh, joined in. My fantastic team here. Uh, We look forward to uh, being back with you a week of January the 10th as we continue on with our uh, podcast ministry here. want to continue the conversation, want to make a big deal about Jesus, and want to continue to call people to him. So uh, until next time, we wish you grace and peace.